0: Ask Canada immigration lawyer Evelyn Aka. Good day. My name is Evelyn Akka. I'm the founder and managing lawyer of Aka Business Immigration Law. We are based in Calgary, Alberta and we have two offices in Toronto and Vancouver, Canada as well. I focus primarily on cross-border NAFTA immigration law for professionals as well as families and individuals looking to move to Canada or move to the United States. I would like to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Ask Canada Immigration Lawyer, Evelyn Acker. I have the pleasure today of welcoming Enoch, and I'm going to see if he can help me with Omolulu. Is that right? Yeah, you got the prize, Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, he is the founder of a personal finance site that is focused on helping newcomers to Canada, and it's called Savvy New Canadian. Welcome, Enoch, and I really appreciate you making time.
1: Thanks for having me on this pro- uh, podcast, Evelyn.
0: <laughs> so, tell me a little bit about why you started this and when you started this this uh, website, this finance website, personal finance. What was the the need you thought that was missing for new immigrants?
1: Yeah, so when, when I first arrived in in Canada, I sort of have uh, I'd, I'd been interested in finance already. So finance had been one of those things I was interested in over time, uh, from growing up in a family where my parents were very financially savvy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So over time, even even while in vet school, I was uh, interested in finance. But upon getting to Canada in particular, uh, what happened is, of of course, settling in all those initial years, you sort of get Mm -hmm. dragged in different directions. And then once I had a bit more time to actually think uh, and and breathe (laughs) a bit more comfortably, then I was sort of looking into personal finances in in canada and and i realized that i didn't know a lot because Mm -hmm. for example things like the tfsa i realized you know what i've been here for two years uh this is the first time i'm coming across the name tax-free savings
0: account account. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so then i i I sort of realized you know what i sort of understand these things intuitively just because of my background Mm -hmm. but then i had friends and family members who had no clue what these things are referred to so seven New Canadians, when, when I started, started it in 2016, the intention was to, one, document for myself what I was learning.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I could go back and read my own summaries, as well as have a resource point I could point others to, uh, newcomers, uh, instead of having to answer everybody's question and then repeating myself over and over again. So, so that, that, that was the intention initially. And then obviously from there, it it's sort of uh, uh, grew beyond my, my own wildest imaginations, actually.
0: That's incredible. I think you're right. I mean, obviously, as as an immigration lawyer, we even if people are coming as professionals like yourself, and educated people, it's all new world in Canada. And you know, I think it's a wonderful resource. I'm going to be sharing it with our clients because they need to understand what they need, even establishing credit again and all those things. It's it takes a long time before you can buy a house all, you know, and I hear them coming back to me and asking me all these questions and I can only help so much as a lawyer. So I think your your website is going to provide some valuable, valuable information to clients of of ACO law, but let me just ask you, you're a veterinarian by profession. So, you know, tell me a little bit about that journey. Cause coming as a professional, I know is not easy when you're foreign trained. Tell me about your journey and then why you've kind of decided just recently that you're committing hundred percent to your website.
1: Yeah. So, so it's, I, I would be honest with you, it wasn't an, an easy journey, uh, yeah a veterinarian and required me to, to have gone through six years of uh, veterinary school uh, back in Nigeria. And prior to that, I, I also had a degree or uh, a certification as a uh, an, an animal health technologist. So that was two years. So overall, I spent eight years basically studying uh, for veterinary medicine. Mm-hmm. And then upon arriving in Canada uh, in 2011, I came in on a scholarship uh, or a fellowship as a student. Right. Um, yeah, so I, I spent two years doing a master's degree here in in Manitoba. Uh, Following that, the next step was to start working. But of course, as as a veterinarian from Nigeria, you can't just come into Canada and work as a veterinarian. So I went through two two years of exams that cost tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Uh, Once I I passed those exams though, then I was able to uh, start working as a veterinarian. And already I was uh, with the government of Manitoba uh, Mm -hmm. as a a, uh, food uh, safety inspector. So, I following getting my licensing here in manitoba and canada uh i, I can also work in the us as, as a veterinarian wow. i i i got a, a, a veterinary job as a provincial uh livestock veterinarian for the province of uh, manitoba and i did that from 2015 uh, up until uh september this year mm-hmm. But as of september, september this year my website had had uh had become too busy so really <laughs> I, I i was i was running 100 hour plus weeks for the Mm -hmm. last couple of years and it was starting to have a toll on my my personal personal life yeah yeah people have questions i get the every every day i I probably get uh emails in excess of 100 emails i believe it yeah so it's comments on the website people are looking for answers and yeah you, you try to get people to work for you but you have to also manage them Yes. If you're doing a full-time job, it just becomes impossible. So wow. So, as of as of uh, middle middle of September this year, I I am currently committing one hundred percent to the to the website and see how how that goes uh, in the near future.
0: That's great. That is quite the journey. And I mean, you know what? Um, I totally know how difficult it is, Enoch. You know, as immigrants come; they're so educated back home, and then it's like the journey just goes on and on. And so, I mean, I really commend you for going through all that it's like the not it's like the the foreign trained lawyers that i have mentored in the past and articled with just because they need to redo it all over again or part of it it's it's incredible so i find it really incredible that you're so committed to your to your uh, to your savvy new canadian website that you would just say i'm gonna throw it all in and give it a go and see if i can i'm sure hopefully down the line monetize it you know significantly so I think that's wonderful. Um, tell me just generally, what are the biggest financial challenges you see or frustrations for new Canadians when they come to Canada?
1: So I, I think I think to start off, uh, it's often employment. So people come into Canada, many of the people that Canada actually brings in or accepts uh, through the immigration, economic immigration schemes,
0: mm-hmm.
1: are highly educated people. So these okay. are highly, highly educated immigrants who potentially come into Canada and they, they may, in some cases, or in many cases, have difficulties getting jobs that are commensurate with their uh, educational background. Yeah. So I I look across a lot of people who, of course, that's that's a frustrating uh, aspect because you spent all these years, and I I also went through the same thing. Yeah. Years in school, you get to Canada. There are opportunities everywhere in Canada, but then you also have to sort of work again towards becoming um uh, uh towards getting those opportunities to work for you because yeah
0: there are real barriers i mean real, real barriers professional yeah professional accounting engineering barriers to admission you know yes.
1: oh yeah and again because you're trying to now convert your degree into a Canadian accepted um uh degree Mm-hmm. You're also going to spend money, so you don't have empl- you don't have a job, but then you're going to spend money on taking all these exams. Like I, I mentioned, I spent well over fifteen thousand dollars taking my, my board exam. So yeah. that's I, I think is the main challenge: is you start mm-hmm. off with looking for reliable, uh, good em- employment, employment. It actually matches your skills, and then you to get that done, you're potentially spending a lot of money, which if you don't have it, could potentially prevent you from ever working in, in the field you actually came, uh, mm-hmm. studied in. So that's, that's I think it's a main- It's a main
0: frustration, yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember when I worked in Toronto on Bay Street for years, I mean, it's the same in Calgary, but there it was more so. Every taxi driver was a doctor, a lawyer, yeah. an accountant from back home and everywhere, whether they're from India, Pakistan, Africa, you know, Ghana, Nigeria, I saw so many, China, they they were so well educated and it was such they just realized what a tragedy it was that we weren't able to to take advantage of their services you know fully and use them the way that we're meant yeah. to use them. So I, I hear you on that front for sure. What about when they get here, let's say they do get work because many people hopefully are coming in under a federal skilled worker or some kind of program as permanent residents or they're coming as workers already how do they go about the process of establishing credit? How do they get to buy homes? How do they understand the cost of living in Canada is so high?
1: Yeah, so that that takes a while to to sort of uh, get get your hand off. What I find find from my readers in particular is when people, once people sort of sort out their issues with uh, employment and all that initial settlement uh, challenges, then the next thing they start thinking about is, okay, so how do I invest? How do I go? How do I go about buying a home? Because people are now thinking about actually like establishing themselves in Canada. And for me personally, one of the shockers initially when I wanted to get a car first, uh, as I was completing my, my my master's degree and I was getting a job, was I realized well I needed to have a credit score. Yeah. And um, coming from Nigeria back then, there was didn't have three digit credit rating systems. Uh, in place so i had no clue what a cre- credit score was credit history and all of that mm-hmm. so of course the, i was going to get a, a car loan and they were offering me that rates that were absolutely ridiculous because yes. of course my bank wasn't interested in lending uh extending uh, credit to me so so those are some of the challenges that people i i i find newcomers sort of come across at some mm-hmm. point is because once you get into that r- readiness to start establishing yourself then you have to think about things like b- growing your credit score which means you are, you need to take on some debt yeah. uh, because without debt and credit issues of <laughs> you paying back debt um, unfortunately you don't you don't you, you don't have a good cre- you won't have a great credit score yeah. uh, so then things things about okay down payments how do you go about getting the down payments well how do you go about saving and not having to pay all these taxes Yeah. Uh, and then things like the TFSA come up and then, okay, now I, I, I got a house. I hear uh, college education is very expensive. Yes. <laughs> Am I my kids going to have to take, take a loan? Well, maybe not if you start saving Marley. in uh, yes. RASP. RASPs, and yeah. Collecting grants and all of that. And then next thing people are thinking about, oh, you know what? I'm going to retire at some point, they they say all these benefits are for people who have lived there all their lives, or I get just a a small uh, portion of the OAS or all of that, then they want to start learning about okay, maybe this is how I can maximize this uh, registered retirement account so that I can save towards retirement and then maybe this is how I can contribute uh, to these programs or these pension plans, uh, employer-sponsored pension plans and all of that, just so I can also retire comfortably. So there's start thinking about retirement. So it's, I think it's wow. ages for every, everyone, depending on yeah. where you in, how you came in, the resources you came in with and your personal circumstances.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow. No, that's a lot of information. And I can see that nobody tells you that. I mean, in our community, when my parents came to Canada in the 70s, you know, they just were teaching each other. It was like, Oh, did you do this? Oh, how did you buy a house? Okay. We're <laughs> going to go buy a house. And it was like, you see somebody from the community. He's like, did you know, this is what you, Oh, I didn't know about this Canada grant. And so my dad was one of those people who was telling everybody, cause he was here so much earlier than a lot of the people in the community to help them. Like, you got to start saving, you got to get a down payment and you never have enough money. You always feel like you can wait longer, but the house of pricing how you know, of houses keep going up and, you know, you regret it if you don't just jump in and do it at some point with, with planning and foresight. But I'm really happy that, you know, you've created this because I can't think of any other service or system or access unless it's like settlement services that just deal with your initial entry. They don't deal with the journey of becoming a citizen, you know, from the beginning to end. And becoming economically stronger through that journey. I don't think that I know of any other service that provides this. So um, tell me, Enoch, how do you plan on, how do you make money? Like, how is this going to happen for you now that are you looking at banks for sponsorship and other organizations? Because this is their target. Like what you have built, right, is going to target the kind of immigrants that they want to invest in. For mortgages, for school fees, for you know, I'd love yeah. to hear about the plan to turn this into a real, you know, significant entity.
1: Yeah. So, so right, right now I do, I do have um lots of affiliations with uh, financial institutions. Yeah. Good. And because my my tendency is to look for what saves people money yes. overall, so in investments wise, savings wise, checking right. accounts wise. So when it comes to services that. Everybody needs them anyways, but mm-hmm. then I find them to be what I would use for myself,
0: yeah
1: recommend to others then we, I, I do join those aff- affiliate programs so for example, I just throw out some 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 yeah so for example, every, everyone is looking for the best savings account, for example, the best savings interest rates so as opposed to getting zero point zero one percent on your on your savings account if I am putting my money in a, in a bank an online bank that, that is paying me. for example, then Mm -hmm. I'm happy to promote that to my readers uh, or or just anybody actually who is looking at information on Google So, uh, and they search for the best uh, high interest savings account in Canada. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, they they jump on my website. I get paid a commission for potentially, if they they sign up, they get they get access to the best rates available in Canada and it's it's a win-win for everybody.
0: That's perfect. I can see that the Canadians will be using your site. I mean, because even for me and for us, even if we have financial planners and investment support, it's also, it's that language of understanding money and financial strategy that I think that no matter what, we all can do better. So, do you find that you know? I'm sure most of the people on your site are not even immigrants. I can see them being people that are in Canada, that are citizens, maybe that are still learning and want to maximize the knowledge that you're providing. Do you see that?
1: So that, that's a great a great point to raise. <laughs> so no, that, that's that's a nice. I'm
0: joining your site right <laughs> after this.
1: <laughs> yeah, like so. When I started in 2016, in the fall of 2016, it was newcomers and that was my, my goal because i i knew nothing much in my opinion so i, I was just going to teach somebody else who i felt was mm-hmm. in the same shoes i was i was working in
0: yeah
1: but to my surprise though the people who were sending me questions and emails and all of that have lived all their lives again they'll tell me sorry if if this if I, I i feel a bit embarrassed but can you help me out, out with this i've lived it all my life I'm like, okay maybe this res- resources are actually uh Needed by every, everyone. It's
0: needed. And
1: and the numbers actually tell tell the tell the story in, in the sense that, uh, for example, in the last last thirty days, because I, ch- I checked this uh, just last week, in the last thirty days thereabouts, uh, we've had almost six hundred thousand visitors, unique visitors, on serving new Canadians. Well, the the, the fact is, ninety percent of those, eighty five percent of those, have lived their or their lives. All were born in, in Canada. Uh, and so, you
0: tell. Well. <laughs>
1: And I do, totally just based yeah. on the questions I get, uh, oh, okay. the
0: yeah.
1: percentages of, yeah. of newcomers versus people who, who yeah, tell yeah, yeah. themselves to live all their lives. And then just appending that to the numbers to the site itself. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I I I estimate it's in, in, in that range. So I, I think I think what happens is people are looking for information that summarizes the facts that, mm-hmm. they, that they need, and that also gets free gets rid of all the uh, excessive. Uh, what was the right word now uh technicalities yeah language and all that all those times that yeah. people just want it's it's the online world of, for, of today they want quick and out
0: they do and, they want uh, straight information yeah and so you've also i know published some books and resources as well in addition so tell me about that you've also you know authored books is that what it is finance books and ebooks yes okay
1: yeah, so I, I do have two mm. two ebooks, and, and those ebooks I wrote, uh, one was in 2017, one was in 2018. Mm-hmm. Really, those books were were targeting newcomers in particular. So the first one was how to buy a home in Canada. Yeah. And it just detailed, right. yeah, it took me, it took text people from step one to step to the last step, how I did it myself, what I went through. The processes okay. i i i went through what i looked at what i thought about the, the sh- uh the mistakes i made and how to avoid them all of
0: us <laughs>
1: yeah and then the second one is, uh, is titled uh understanding canada's retirement income system mm-hmm. again targeting newcomers in the sense that it gives them an overview of all the programs all the pension programs uh mm-hmm. what where, how they started how they work eligibility requirements mm-hmm. how much you're going to expect to get uh how you can Potentially maximize those benefits, strategies okay. to avoid clawbacks and all of that. And then ends with uh, insights into how to invest in general. So in addition to those benefits, you don't want to rely on them on 100%. Exactly. How to invest your money so that you could, you could uh, potentially uh, retire comfortably.
0: Wow, that is fabulous. So this is a passion that's turning into an enterprise. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, It's something I like I like doing for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can tell. You can tell. And I think it's great that you're doing something that gives you such um, fulfillment. But also, you know, that you're impacting people and not just immigrants. Like you are making a difference to people here in Canada. And it sounds like you get millions of visitors a year on your site. So you're really creating a movement, which I think is important. And honestly, for immigrants, too, you know, to recognize the importance of, Financial knowledge. Right. One yeah. thing that I see in my profession is um, many immigrants, highly educated coming in, business owners from other countries coming in, but yet they're starting all over again. And I feel like they need to learn how to rec- we can create legacy. For our children, because a lot of times people here already have that legacy, they have the inheritance, they have the this or that, and even if we have something back home, it's not something that's going to really be as valuable. So I love that, you know, as we say in immigration, we're allowing people to come here and create legacy so that they can pass along the opportunities to their younger, you know, family members or children, but then financial legacy, And financial literacy needs to be passed down as well, you know. But do you think about that? Because our parents may not always mean, I don't know, my parents, they did the best they could. They weren't as educated as my sister and I were both lawyers. But we were educated here because they moved here. And I think if your family members don't have financial knowledge, it's hard to pass it down. So how are you thinking about how you educate these new immigrants or even the Canadians how they can communicate and translate that down to the next generation, where this is really where wealth is created, I find, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's that that makes sense. So what happens is using myself as an example again, mm-hmm. I, I tie a lot of my in quotes, financial success back to my parents because one, they they they, they lived in Nigeria, Nigeria, the the Nigerians, but then growing up, they passed on all, all these Nuances like all these lessons and learnings about money how to save mm-hmm. avoid debt and all of that mm-hmm. well all those learnings not everything can be is applicable in Canada for example yeah you have to take on debt yeah but overall the, the 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 basis the baseline is solid so and that helps uh me personally to succeed financially mm-hmm. in addition to that also is uh, helping me get an education supporting yes. the educational um uh uh, and, and stuff like that. So for serving new Canadians, the idea is when you have newcomers who come into Canada and, is, and they quickly understand the concept of investing, for example, and they understand that compounding interest is your best friend uh, and time because mm-hmm. the longer you actually you, 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 you use for investing, the better your chances of growing that portfolio, growing your net worth, and then succeeding financially. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the trickle-down effect of that is when... Uh, parents succeed financially and um, they learn about things like the RESPs on time, yep. and then they use that, those RESPs to potentially increase the chances of their kids going to college because they don't have to take on all this debt. Mm-hmm. Then I, I, I see that as being opportunities to actually pass on the legacies, uh, mm-hmm. helping your kids go to school, helping them get post secondary education, you yourself succeeding financially so that your kids are not pressured to have to go. <laughs> Jump, leave school, and go and go yeah. and, and go make a living. Yeah. So Yeah. So I think over, overall, if a newcomer is successful financially, the chances are that, that their descendants are going to, going to also succeed. So, again, in a small way, we are trying to help along, yeah. people along those journeys.
0: Oh, I think it's so powerful. And we need to think about this. I mean, people don't always see immigrants as contributing in the same way. Like, this is why I'm always like, you have no idea. I can talk to an immigrant from Australia, which I just talked to, who owns a $200 million business, wants to move to Canada. That's an immigrant. They Mm -hmm. don't always, they think of immigrants usually as visible or poor and not, not educated. And I think what you're doing is really shifting that perspective. And I think it's empowering people who look like us or who don't look like us, even who are Canadian born, to see the value of planning, you know, and they may be intimidated, like you say, by working with a financial advisor or an investment firm and, you know, don't know how to do that. So you create a real entrance, an entrance opening for them to develop that, that literacy on financial strategy. So I think it's incredible. Can I just ask you, Inok, as we're wrapping up, let's say immigrants in the five-year, 10-year, 15 years, what do you see is the progression of some of their, their issues? Do you see that? Um, what changes in terms of their financial planning or or strategies that they're able to start to process in five, 10, 15 years of being here?
1: Yes, so I, I think once people get over the hump of uh, settling in, so that's... Uh, I using me again as an example I think the first five years you're really trying to establish yourself um, find a direction get yourself a, a, a great job that is commensurate with your skills mm-hmm. and then uh getting your own establish your, your your family and then just settling in uh following that uh, what, what I like to see and not necessarily what I have seen because again that would be anecdotal um uh evidence but what I what I would like to see for myself and for others is uh in 10 years you should already have established yourself you should already have, have put in place financial planning tools for your retirement so that time is counting you're growing your portfolio and in, in that time frame as well you should have if you have kids you, you have things like like this uh area space in place mm. maximizing those government grants yeah. uh, taking, taking advantage of all those benefits uh growing your portfolio getting your kids to school encouraging them to pursue post-secondary as applicable. Yes. Uh, and again, depending on, on, on your age, when you actually arrived in Canada, if you arrived in Canada in your 50s, for example, then obviously you have to extend the, the timelines because now you have like maybe 10 years to 15 years to retirement. You want to focus on those retirement accounts to make sure that you are actually growing them, maximizing those tax-sheltered um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: returns. And now looking down 15 years, well, I've met a, a lot of immigrants here, and I think, really, Canada, Canada is, 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 um, is a, is a haven for opportunities. Uh, I, I would say the majority of immigrants I have met have taken advantage of, of those opportunities yes, yes. to grow businesses, establish themselves, become em- employers themselves. Yes. Uh, so really adding back to the, their community communities, uh, paying taxes, like... Unbelievable taxes that like people <laughs> sometimes I come across where I'm like, you know what? Some people look at immigrants and they're like, no, these people are just uh um, freeloaders. Loader, free well, maybe take a look we at are what tax, our taxes. taxes they're paying and the, and the and the and the and the amounts they're actually paying. I know. They're, so I think overall, over time, adding yeah. back to adding back to Canada and, and being a very um being great great citizens. Yes. Overall,
0: yeah. Yes. I really, really agree with you. I think this is wonderful what you're doing. And one of the last pieces of um, information I'd love to ask you is, you know, a lot of times people come here and they don't know what to expect. Is there one piece of financial advice before people immigrate that you think you would want people to know that maybe even from my perspective and my team, we can start sharing because- you know, like they, they ask me things like, Oh, should I live and should I go to Vancouver, or Toronto? And I'm like, Well, think about Alberta or Manitoba. Like, you know, I always am because I'm from Vancouver originally. I don't live there for a reason. I worked in Toronto for 12 years and I sold my place there and moved to Calgary because you get more money, more house for your money. So I try to give them my tips and tricks. But if they're set on Vancouver or Toronto, they need to know the cost of living is high. Well, yeah. so what do you think we should be? Telling immigrants financially, giving them a piece of advice around what to expect when they come, because I don't think they're ever ready for the cost. No matter whether they're a wealthy person from South Africa or they're coming from a small town in the village somewhere, they still are shocked, I think, by the cost of living here.
1: Yeah. And So before I answer your question, just a plug-in for, for for Manitoba. So
0: exactly, I think, I think a hell
1: of immigrants. Lower Manitoba. Starting out, you actually think about Manitoba, because I i came here as a student, so it wasn't deliberate, but honestly, from chatting with other people in other provinces, yeah Manitoba is a great place to start off as a as a new immigrant. To. So get, your, get, get your foot in, get yourself yeah, established, yeah. and then you can do whatever you want. You
0: buy. I think Manitoba is great, Alberta is great, Saskatchewan. People need to think, even on the East Coast, there's so much more affordability, you know, oh, yeah. as opposed to buying a million dollar apartment. Like, They need to recognize that they will be freer if they're able to afford their lifestyles when you Hmm. get here, because they don't expect it to be so expensive. Food, everything is high. So if you can have housing that is more affordable, it sets you up for success. I totally agree. But what else would you tell a new immigrant before they arrived in terms of their money? (laughs) Yeah. So
1: what I would mention, actually, the first thing on my list and what I tell people is, bring as much money as you can afford to. Yes. So not everybody has like the largest to just yeah. dig dig, 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 uh, dig their hands into the funds. Uh, mm-hmm. But I advise people to save as much as you can. Yes. Because it's going to help you a lot. One, when you get here, you're not going to be forced to take, just, take up just any job. Mm-hmm. Right? It gives you more flexibility to try and pursue those other things you need to actually establish yourself. So if, if it means taking exams, going back yeah. to school, Bringing in as much funds as you can afford to is really my number one uh, advice. Because once once you do that, you like you mentioned already, you set yourself up for success. Because now you have more flexibility. There's less stress on your life. You can yeah. take some time to breathe, think, plan while trying to sort sort things out. Of course, if that's not if that's that is not possible, the next my, my next advice and advice for everyone really is when you come in here want to you set yourself uh, prepare your mind to, to persist, work hard, and just keep on those goals until you achieve them. Like I think awesome. this, this place is, it, it gives you the room to do whatever you want to do, as long as you are willing to put in the effort. And mm-hmm. having that mindset helps a lot.
0: Yeah, you're right. I think money mindset is also really important. And I think people come sometimes you know, I've seen, well, I was a doctor back home and I hear it and I feel it and I know that the struggle is real. And if you want to do that again, you need to know, I always say, please prepare before you come check with the colleges or the association. You can't just come and think you're going to be doing the same thing. So it's like, also for me, I always, of course, prepare them for doing research or have a job to come to that immediately changes things. If you're coming as an intercompany corporate executive transferring versus coming as a caregiver, you know, you have to know what the reality is. And so yeah. um, yeah, I think we both do our parts to help, but I think no matter who you are, when they arrive, there's still a lot of sticker shock and adjustment to everything from the climate to the cost of living. Um, but I've been in Canada now for 45 years, and I'm just so grateful that my parents were able to do this as immigrants and create the legacy that you're also creating for your family that now I'm creating for my family because we've been able to be successful here in Canada. So yeah. I'm very grateful. Um, Enoch, thank you so much. Is there anything else you'd love to share with our podcast listeners? Besides, I'm going to direct them to your website, Savvy New Canadian uh, website so that they can learn. And even those of us who are old Canadians, we can always learn more from you. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, not, not, nothing much to other, other than to wish everyone all the best of luck and yes. uh, pay, pay attention to your finances. Start early, keep going at it, and time is your best friend.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, and I look forward to joining your website, seeing what else I can learn. Take You're good welcome. care. Thank you. I hope the information was valuable to you. Please do let me know if you have any questions. You can reach us at acalaw.com, A-C-K-A-H-L-A-W.com, or you can contact us by phone at 403-452-9515. Have a great day. Thank you.